Thanks for joining us and welcome back to the Watchman on the Wall podcast. Periodically, we'll bring you true stories of angelic encounters, heavenly visitations, near-death experiences, as well as modern-day prophecies that are relevant to us today. When we come back, we'll begin our next episode. Welcome back. This week, we're going to hear from Donna Rigney. She says she's recently heard from God about a great unveiling that's about to happen here in our country and around the world, and it could be happening soon. She was recently on a conference call on the Elijah Streams TV network, and this is part of that broadcast. Well, I'll let you go ahead and jump in. I think this starts with a, a revelation you had on March 27, which was not that many days ago, right? Yes, yes, last Saturday, yes. Uh, the Lord's really been uh, bringing me in the spirit a lot uh, in the last months and months. Uh, and it's almost on a regular basis, almost every day, he's giving me different revelations. And this one happened Saturday evening. What happened was uh, I was uh, alone in the, with the Lord in my prayer room And all of a sudden, the Father and Jesus together came to me and brought me quickly in the spirit uh, to the top of that mountain where they bring me frequently to look over the United States or over the world. And I call it the mountain of intimacy because it's a place to sit in intimacy and talk to them and listen to them. And but they were very serious. It wasn't there wasn't any uh, how are you today? None of that. Wow. Wow. Right to this place. So I. I, I knew, oh my goodness, I'm going to see something. And the glory of God fell on me so strong that my whole body started trembling in the presence of God, very, very strong. And as the Lord began to show me these things, I, I was weeping and, and I just was a very strong, emotional, a powerful spiritual encounter. And as I looked down, I saw uh, a lot of chaos in the United States. And I saw people that were getting buckets of cold water and there was ice floating around in the, in the water thrown in their faces and they were shocked. they were completely shocked when this happened and the lord told me he said the time that your nation has been in has been like a woman in labor you know when you your woman's having a baby and they're heavily in labor and it's painful it's difficult it, that's how he paralleled the time that we have been in and this last year, year and a half, uh, since COVID broke out and then all that happened with the election, it's it's been like he he paralleled it like a woman who's in labor. And he said, now you're going to enter the time where there's going to be the birthing. He said, uh, it's as necessary for this time to happen as it is for a woman who's in labor to give birth to that child. It's just as Wow. wow. Yeah, yeah. He said, We're, this is coming. He said, the enemy has tried to abort this and has tried to stop it. And what's being birthed is the child of revival. 
And he said, once this child of revival is birthed, just like when a woman gives birth to the child, there's great joy, you almost forget the pain. Almost, not quite. <laughs> but yeah. He said, that's what's gonna happen in this hour when this child of revival comes forth. There's gonna be a great celebration and a great rejoicing. But he said, before that happens, this birthing process is gonna be very chaotic. Just like when a woman's giving birth, it becomes very chaotic right at that time when the birth is happening. And he said, this is, and he said, this is what he was showing me was these buckets of water being thrown in people's faces. He said, what's gonna happen during this time of birthing? Is this gonna be a great unveiling of what has been going on? Evil will be seen as evil and good will be seen as good. People that believed that other people that were leaders or people they emulated and, and really looked up to and were heroes to them, they're gonna find out they were not who they thought they were. And they're gonna as they really are. And is this done of both people in government and the church, or are you talking about mainly people who are just world leaders? Who are you referring to is that we thought they were good and, and some of them will be evil? All of them. The All of the above. Government, uh, Hollywood stars, athletes, church leaders. It's going to be oh. across the board. He said that what's coming, uh, this exposure of evil, the only thing that will hide it from my eyes, okay, God's all-seeing eyes, is the blood of my son. Only the blood of Jesus will cover any sins from God's sight. This is going to be an unveiling of wickedness where we're going to see things as they really are. Truth is going to come forth. When the glory is the birthing of revival is the coming of the glory. And Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And so when he comes, truth, truth is going to be poured out all over the land. And so we're going to start seeing things that we thought were true and find out it wasn't what we thought. And so people that believed uh, everything that they heard on the news and find out none of it was true. Things that were portrayed as evil, they're going to find out was really good. And wow. Things, yeah. Things that were portrayed as good, they're going to see they were evil. During this visitation, which lasted quite a while, one of the things the Lord brought me in scripture to uh, when Jesus entered Jerusalem. Now he came in riding on the donkey, whoa, which is a symbol of his coming in, uh, in this glory on the lowly, humble ones. Okay, mm -hmm. that's symbolic of that. So here Jesus comes in riding in victory, victoriously into Jerusalem, and then immediately goes to the temple. Oh, and he cleanses the temple. And what he was upset with was that, that his father, he said, my father's house is a house of prayer, but you have made it a den of robbers and thieves. And what, what he was addressing, he showed me, was that they made church a business. Wow. And that's the thing that he is upset with even in this hour, that many times we are making church a business. And that because back then they were charging people money for the pigeons or whatever, whatever they were buying to offer as a sacrifice. They were making money on it. They were jacking the price up. And so they were tainting and polluting the offerings by doing that. And what the Lord showed me is that in this hour, what's been happening is instead of the ministers speaking the truth, 
from the pulpit, really declaring sin is sin, speaking against all the things that have been going on in our nation especially, but all over the world, that are evil and not addressing them, just not even speaking about it because they're afraid. A lot of times ministers are afraid they'll lose their congregation uh, if they speak out about abortion, if they speak out about homosexuality, uh, if they speak out against things that their people are, some people are pro-abortion and pro-homosexuality and in the congregation. So they're afraid to speak out and because they don't want to lose congregants, they don't want to lose their offerings and whatnot. And in that way, we can make church a business. Wow. Instead of it being just we're there as a representative of God, speaking his word, bringing the truth to the people, bringing the people before God with holy sacrifices of worship and honor because we're speaking the truth. It's become polluted in many places. And that's what God is addressing. And he's saying, this is the hour my people need to repent. Because if we've been doing that, even in a small degree, we say, oh yeah, I kind of noticed I've done that. We need to repent and get it under the blood of Jesus. Because he said, sure, but this great unveiling is going to happen very, very, very soon. It's, It's like upon us. So we need to really get along with the Lord. I really led our congregation. I preached this word Sunday after I got it Saturday night. And I led the congregation to pray and to repent for all their sins and all their ancestors' sins, all the way back to Adam and Eve. Sins against children, um, um, abortion, uh, sexual perversion, uh, homosexuality, uh, lying, stealing, any place where any of our ancestors broke the Ten Commandments, witchcraft, idolatry. We repent for all those and put all those sins under the blood and broke any curses that came on our lives as a result of it. And even uh, curses of poverty and lack. And right after the next day, I, I got somebody called me and told me that they got a check for $10,000. Wow. Fail. Uh, yes. Uh, it, just like immediately there was a breakthrough because our sins and even the sins of our ancestors, if they have not been confessed and repented for, bring curses in our lives. And it keeps God from blessing us and gives the enemy permission to harm us, hurt us, and keep God's blessings from coming to us, really to curse us. Before we move to that other part, any other details on that March 27 that we would uh, would help us to know about? Um, yes, after I had this dream and this encounter with the Lord where he was showing me how important it is uh, for people to uh, repent, get their sins under the blood, he also showed me people that had masking tape over their eyes. And, and the masking tape in this group of people below, when I was looking below, was ripped off their eyes. And he said, this is what it's going to be like. It's going to be like people having a tape torn off their eyes when the truth comes. It's going to be so shocking and startling and painful to see these things. And so he said, what I'm asking you to do in this hour is to comfort those who believe evil was good No matter how much he said, I've tried to warn people, let people know what's the truth, but they wouldn't listen. And they wouldn't listen to those I sent to them. So he said, so what I'm asking you to do because of the shock that they're going to be under is to help them, comfort them. Don't say, I told you so. 
listen to me. I told you so-and-so wasn't really who he said he was, or this is wrong, or what. Don't do that. Comfort them. Uh, let the Holy Spirit give you words to help them. But he said, My, your assignment is going to be to lead people to forgive. Because they're going to be very angry when people find out that people, their loved ones, died as a result of a lot of the wicked decisions of these leaders over us. And they know that it was not necessary and that it was because of a political agenda that this all happened. They are going to be really, really, really angry. There are people out there now already angry because they realized it, but it's going to be much more so. And he said, I'm asking my children, he said, for me, but for me to give people the word that when this truth is revealed, when people see what really has been going on, to help people to forgive. Because bitterness and hatred will destroy them. So to help them to see these people as people the enemy used to bring destruction and deception and to pray for their souls that they would repent and to forgive them from their heart, ask God to help them to repent. That wow. that be our assignment when this great unveiling of wickedness takes place. That it's it's going to happen very, very, where it's upon us. It's, we're gonna see it break out very, very soon. And I think because we're going through Passover, it, it's that timing too, spiritually, uh, in the Jewish calendar and in our uh, the Christian calendar with Easter Sunday, uh, that I had told you, I had felt that we were in that three-day period before the resurrection when Jesus died and then he rose. There's that three-day period, which has been months now that we've been going through this, that people are going to be fearful and upset and doubtful and, and even think, oh, it's all over. We've got no hope, really hopeless. And then all of a sudden the resurrection and all the hope is restored. I believe we're coming into that now. Where we're going to, with this great unveiling, truth has to come in order for, he said, once this truth comes, you will once again be one nation under God. This wow. truth is going to bring about a great unification of your country. This is what the Lord told me that. He said, even you who have seen what's going on and think you know what's going on, it's even worse than what you imagine." He said, but at least you won't be completely shocked like those who thought everything, believed everything they heard, thought evil was good and good was evil. He said, they will be completely shocked. But my children, even my children who have heard some of the things that are going on, know what's going on, there will be even greater depth of evil than they could imagine. That they will be a shock to them too, but not totally. He said, it's not my way to shock my people like that, to have the veil ripped off their, that tape ripped off like that. He said, but at this point, it's so necessary for this all this evil to stop and for this turnaround to happen. That this is my, his only choice at this point because right. many of us have not listened to him, what he's trying to tell us through his messengers. We'll be right back after this message. Hello again, this is The Watchman. Please join us each week for an exciting and inspirational podcast dealing with angel encounters, heavenly visitations, near-death experiences, as well as modern-day prophecies that are relevant to us today. So tune in each week and share it with your friends. After all, 
they could use a little inspiration in their life, too. That's the Watchman on the Wall podcast, and now you can find us on YouTube. We return you now to a recent interview on the Elijah Streams TV network with Donna Rigney. Uh, I'm going to share uh, another uh, visitation I had, and this one really talked to yeah. me about the ship that was uh, blocking the Suez Canal. Okay. And explained to me, relating it back to this visitation, that that ship is a prophetic picture of the enemy trying to stop the child of revival from being birthed. And in the past, he's told me, no one and nothing is going to stop what I have declared I would do. This revival is going to break out. This child will be birthed. And he showed that that's, that ship blocking it. And behind that ship were over 300 other ships were kept from bringing the provision into the nations, okay, to where wow. they are. And he said, this is a picture of what the enemy is trying to do by stopping revival, by stopping this child from being birthed. He's trying to stop Trump from getting back in, rightfully so, godly leaders from being put in place, healings and miracles from happening, cures for different diseases from coming forth, inventions from coming forth, a, a wow. restoration of uh, finances, businesses, being restored, relationships restored. There's a, you, you say 300 something ships all carrying many, many provisions were stopped. And by stopping that canal from keep, keeping the birth canal from being- Wow. Open, do you see? The birth yes. was being, trying to be stopped by the enemy, but God didn't allow it. God caused that ship to move, however, I don't know, however it got happened. And now the provision, and that's the picture. The enemy will not stop what God has declared. He said, Trump's getting in, Trump's getting in. He said, wicked rulers will be taken down. Wicked rulers will be taken down. No matter how the enemy tries to stop it, God is bigger. And so look at that ship as a picture, how the enemy trying to stop the canal from letting all the provision Whoa. come forth. Also look at it that do you see why the enemy is trying to stop the birthing of revival? Because of all the provision, all the good things that are going to come to the earth through that revival. And one of those things is Trump will be restored. God has said it. He will do it. Good. We are going to have righteousness restored to our land. We are going to have revival in our churches. The glory is going to pour out in our churches. There's going to be dancing in the streets. There's going to be convocations of worship all over the place. This is what's coming and this is why the enemy so tried to stop this revival from birthing. This is all we've been going through, he told me, is all the attempt of the enemy to stop the child of revival from being birthed and it's going to happen. Even though it's gonna be a little messy, it's gonna be a little topsy-turvy, he said that chaos that's coming will not last long. Just as when a mother gives birth, it's painful. It feels like hours, you know, for yeah. the, but once it's over, you realize, oh, that wasn't really that long that I was in that tense birthing labor. And so that's what's going to happen. And she said, it won't last that long. It, it's going to happen. I don't know when I wish the Lord would wait, but he hasn't told me when, 
let me check and see. I Googled which month has uh, the most births in it. Oh, which one? July and August. Interesting. This is August, sometimes July, July and August. Those are the months where there are the most births. I was hoping it was April. And then I thought, well, maybe well, that's- you know, and people, that whole thing of the Red Sea, now Red Sea, they crossed um, widthwise, but the Red Sea is where that those ships were trying to get through the canal. Having passed through the Red Sea, they go to the birth canal of the Suez Canal. So there's the Red Sea moment that's part of this whole metaphor. There's the birth canal that you're talking about. It's Passover. If, if God's not doing it now, he's certainly shouting from the mountaintops what he yes. wants people to know right now. And then, and then he gave me an uh, oh a warning at the end of it, okay? He said that what we need to do in anything is to hold on to our faith. Okay. Our faith in him, our faith in his word to us and his promises to us, our faith in the prophetic words, the rhema words he's given us through the prophets, ourselves when we're in prayer, have faith. He said, because an army did not stop Israel from getting across the Red Sea, the Red Sea didn't stop didn't keep them from going into the promised land. He said it was their unbelief. Once they got through the Red Sea and they got started on their journey, it was unbelief. They were complaining, murmuring, disobedience, rebellion, unbelief. They, they didn't hang on to their faith. Look what God did for us. Look how he parted the Red Sea. So I feel like he's saying in this hour, it is so important for my children to believe in me to have faith in me, to have faith that I'm bigger than the enemy, that the enemy will not stop me from accomplishing that which I'm going to do for you personally, individually, and nationally. What I have said, I will do. And so and I feel like by doing that, he said, don't listen to the lies of the enemy. Don't, he said, listen to what I'm saying, not what the enemy is lying. Yeah, that's so good. Listen to what I'm saying. Feed faith. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word. That's why he's given so many prophets powerful words in this hour. That's why you have this platform. He's using this to fuel faith in people. We receive what we believe. God's will was that they went from Egypt into the promised land. But it took 40 years because of their unbelief. And God doesn't want any delays. He wants us to receive all the blessings he has for us. So that's why he's got so many prophets encouraging people, stand right. and rejoice, rejoice. Like Miriam led everybody rejoicing, but they didn't hang on to it. They started listening with their itchy ears to their brothers and sisters complaining. And we've got to do the same. We've got to shut our ears to the lies of the enemy and just keep our focus on the Lord, what he's telling us. The night that I got this visitation where chaos and the buckets of ice cold water, uh, my husband, during the night, he had a dream. He never dreams. He had one of the dream years ago that happened exactly as he saw it. Now, Saturday night, I have this visitation. And Sunday morning, he tells me this dream that he had. And in this dream, he saw an armored battalion of tanks, Humvees with roof-mounted machine guns, armored personnel carriers, and cannons going down Pennsylvania Avenue towards the wow. building, the Supreme Court and the White House. So he sees this whole long line of military vehicles coming. 
Then, as they got closer to these three buildings, they split off into three sections. One group went to the Capitol building. One went went to the Supreme Court and the other one went to the White House. And then personnel, uh, army personnel went from those different groups into those buildings. They walked in and after a little while, they came out and they brought out with them the secret servicemen and they brought out with them uh, the people that were guards there. And so they came out, these guards and secret servicemen took their weapons and put them down on the street. So they all surrendered, surrendered their arms. And then together, those secret servicemen and those policemen with the army personnel went back into all those different, those three different buildings to go get whatever they were going in there to get. And then he said the alarm went off and he woke up. Wow. So I, I'm just like, this is too coincidental that I have this right. about this chaos coming and this unveiling and that God is going to move. Something is going to happen. Get ready because I need you to help the people to handle what they're going to see and you need to help them to forgive. And then he has a dream about this event happening with the military coming into down Pennsylvania Avenue into Washington, D.C. So you're, what, what you're seeing and sensing, and this is not the first time I've heard prophetic words, we have minimized them on this list, but people are, prophetic people are seeing the military take temporary control of the nation. And that's what your husband is seeing. He's yeah. seeing the military took temporary control of the nation in order to arrest the evildoers and the wrongdoers. Uh, and that's the way the Constitution would even lay it out. I'm told, I I'm not a student of that part of it, but I'm told that if you read all the print, print that in, in cir- certain circumstances, the military then steps in, takes temporary control of the nation in order to uh, put things back in order. And I, that's what your husband's seeing. Your level of confidence then what I'm hearing you say, don't let me put words in your mouth. Your level of confidence is, do you believe we're going to see that? Is that what you're saying, Donna? Yes. Yes, I do. I do. I I, I believe it because I know my husband. <laughs> right. Right. And I and, know and that I, when he sees something, he's accurate. And he, wow. uh, he's just a very stable Christian who has a lot of wisdom. And um, if he says something... I can bank on it. And when he came up dream, I knew, oh my goodness. And to me, that is a, one of the ways this exposing of evil is going to come about. Yeah. It's almost yeah. like God was giving me kind of an outline of it and gave him part of what's going to happen in order for this exposing to take place. Hello again, this is The Watchman. Please join us on our new video channel called Encounters from Beyond the Veil. It's the same exciting content as our audio podcast, but in a shorter, but yet a video format. Also, please subscribe so you won't miss any of our episodes. That's Encounters from Beyond the Veil, exclusively found on YouTube. Thank you.
thanks again for listening. And if you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends. Also, give us a like. We welcome any comments or suggestions you might have. We also ask you to subscribe so that you will be notified of all our future episodes. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time on the Watchman on the Wall podcast. Thank you.